Welcome to another edition of You Have Real Estate with me, attorney Justin Clark. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, seasoned investor, or looking to sell your home, this show is designed for you. Think of it like hitting multiple open houses, all from your living room, with my attorney advice throughout the way. If you have any questions whatsoever, give us a call. We have people standing by right now, 407-205-0400, or ask me questions directly by visiting youhavepower.com. That's Y-O-U-HavePower.com. Before we get started, it's time for my opening statement. You know value. What is my house really worth? In this crazy age of technological advancement, there are thousands of ways for you to go on the internet and something's going to spit out a number and tell you what your house is worth. I think it's very scary for you to really trust some server farm out in California to tell you what your biggest investment is worth and then you're going to take that as gospel. It's very scary and I don't recommend it. You think about why do our county property appraisers have boots on the ground, people really out there telling us what our houses worth? I mean, why don't they just use a server farm in California too? It's because that information is not always accurate. If you want proof, what you should do is go to like three different websites that tell you what your house is worth. Of course, get your Zestimate, go to ePraisal, go wherever you want, and I can almost guarantee you the numbers are going to be different. So that's just proof that someone is wrong. So if you really want to find out what your house is worth, here's how you do it. It seems there are two reasons why you would want to find out what your house is worth. Number one, you want to do a refi or you want to get rid of that PMI, that mortgage insurance. You want to see if your house has actually gone up in value to where you can refi. Maybe you want to get some work done, get a new roof, build an outdoor kitchen, consolidate debt. You want to do a refinance. If you're going to refi, here's what you need to do. You need to call a trusted mortgage broker, which I happen to have standing by right now, 407-205-0400. And let's figure out if you're really going to qualify for a mortgage. Because if you are going to qualify, I think at this point we can invest the 400 bucks or the 350 or whatever to get an appraisal done. And we'll be able to tell exactly how much money you can take out in that refi, or we can tell if we can get rid of that mortgage insurance. I mean, mortgage insurance, it's terrible. You're paying 300 bucks a month for absolutely nothing. The insurance is used just to protect the mortgage company, not to protect you. So number one, if you're trying to refi, call a mortgage company. But let me also caution you against this. A lot of people say, well, you know, I bank with Wells Fargo. I'm just gonna stick everything there. So I'll just call Wells Fargo and get a mortgage. What you need to know about these, I call them big box lenders, is look, if, if, it's, if there's any hair on the deal, so to speak, they're not going to do it. They're going to, the customer service really isn't that great. I really think you should find a mortgage person who can really work with you, who will spend time with you to make sure you're getting the best deal that you can possibly get. So that's refi. Number two, you're looking to sell your house and you want to know what it's worth. You want to know how much money you can get. You want to know if, if you're actually going to make money off of selling your home. Here's what I think you do in that position. Before you get an appraisal, before you waste any money on an appraisal, call a real estate agent who is very likely gonna wanna come over to your house, check it out, and do a market analysis for you. Now, this has gotta be better than some server farm in California, and there's no commitment to this agent. I mean, the agent, sure, they're gonna try to get the listing, but they're really gonna come in and tell you what your house is worth. And when you're looking for an agent, I think you need to think local. You know, don't call your buddy in Tallahassee because they just got their real estate license. Think of a local agent. You've seen their name around, and we have agents standing by as well. If you want to have someone come out and tell you what your house is worth, 
407-205-0400. Very special guest joining me today. Speaking of value, I don't know where else I would turn to really talk about issues with value other than Rick seeing good friend of ours, Orange County property appraiser. Rick, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Thank you so much. Um, uh, having an incredible day today. Uh, so honored to be with you. Congratulations on this amazing show. I hear great things about it, so I couldn't wait to be here. Well, speaking of congratulations, you just got back from New York. Yes. What was going on up there? You won an award. Yes, so our office won the Stevie Award, uh, and it was amazing because I looked over at the table on my left, and there was IBM. Uh, looked over at the table on the right, uh, and there were Fortune 50 companies. And Orange County Property Appraisers Office uh, won the Gold Award for um, for customer service, beating out 3,800 other applicants. So amazing stuff. Congratulations to my staff. You know, Rick, many constitutional officers that I know, you know, constitutional officers are the tax collector, clerk of court, property appraiser. Most of them seemingly came from politics. And, yes. and sometimes I wonder how they, they really became qualified for the job that they were elected to. You didn't come from politics. What is your background? So I have been a real estate broker, uh, owned a couple of Century 21 franchises back in the day. Uh, but my, I cut my teeth in this business as, as a field uh, appraiser at the property appraiser's office. And then I got my uh, license being a state certified appraiser, uh, ran a, an appraisal company, uh, ran a mortgage company and a title company. So I have a good, good uh, uh, background, if you will. So it is one thing, though, being a, a, an appraiser or a real estate broker, or whatever, in the, in the private sector. And then now you run for office and you not only you, but your family has to adjust to this new public life. How did you adjust to the public life? It's, a, it's an ongoing process. You know, uh, they say government moves slowly and coming from private sector to public sector, not being in politics. It was really an eye opener for me. Uh, because you've in private sector, you know, as, as a CEO, you make a decision and you live and die by it. Your bottom line uh, will reflect that. But in public sector, you make a decision, but you've got to qualify that decision. What is the media going to say? Uh, what is your opponents going to say? What are your fans going to say? What is it the voters going to say? So your 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 checks and balances as a uh, elected official are numerous, and it slows the process down. Uh, I'm somewhat of a maverick, so I make a decision and just forge ahead. And we've been very successful at, at, at uh, you know, that process. Your office is responsible for setting the property value of every piece of real estate in Orange County. Yes. How in the world do we do that? So we do it with skill, care, and diligence, but we do it with uh, having a good set of uh, standards, uh, policies and procedures, but more so having a team that uh, know the appraisal process. Uh, before uh, I took office, uh, this tax roll was $110 billion. It was very depressed uh, because I don't think the expertise were there. Uh, I brought in state certified appraisers. Uh, today, half my staff are credentialed uh, in the appraisal field, recognized by international associations and our industry standards for being appraisers. Uh, and we put that uh, rubber to the road and uh, uh, and, and get it done. So when someone is looking to figure out what their house is really worth, right? They're going to go to Zillow, you know, they're going to go call a real estate agent or whatever, but they, they also think about going to your website. First yeah. of all, what is your website? And then are the values that the property appraiser assigns to 
a, a piece of property. Is that an accurate amount? Is it less than it should be? What is it? What is it? So I, I, I would recommend going to our website. It's www.ocpafl.org. It has current sales, but it also has qualified sales. So I have a staff looking at every sale that go through Orange County and qualify those sales. Realtor.com or your MLS system don't necessarily qualify those sales as arm-length transaction. We look at every sales, commercial and residential, uh, and we qualify those sales. So the, the, the purity uh, of the data, I think, is, is, is the integrity of the data, if you will, is, is more prestigious and more, more uh, uh, sanitized. Uh, and then there's a tool on there that's called Market Stats. If they click on that tool, uh, that tool will be able to give them what any realtor will give them, which is a CMA. Uh, we, I, I always recommend getting boots on the ground, uh, and we inspect these properties at least once a year. Uh, so my appraisers will go out to the, to the home. Uh, I firmly believe, as, as an appraiser, no one knows the home better than the homeowner. So we'll go to the homeowner and interview them, you know, did this change, did that change, and get a good uh, bird's eye view of the property. I mean, it seems like the property values that are assigned by not just your county, all counties are a little bit less than than what they really are. Is that true or no? So uh, we, that that's, that's, true with a grain of salt, and let me explain. Uh, we as property appraiser will always assess one year in arrears. Statutorily, we have to do that. Uh, so it's not gonna be current to date market value. Uh, but what I say is that, um, and then you have to factor in the exemptions. Uh, if you have a homestead exemption or you have uh, uh, any type of exemption, then you have to deduct that from the market value and that's your uh, taxable value. Explain homestead exemptions for me a little bit. Sure. Because I think it's a very important tool for homeowners, especially if it's your primary home, to make sure you qualify and apply for your homestead exemption. What is it, Rick Singh? So if it is your primary residence, we encourage you to apply for homestead exemption. Quite simply, it's a deduction off the first 25000 and possibly off the second uh, 50000 But what it, what it does is essentially uh, caps your property. So market value can increase. This year, we've had double-digit increases in Orange County, while the market value is increasing, what the homestead exemption do is essentially caps your property where it can only increase at a 3% per year. Uh, if you don't have homestead exemption, then, well, then that will increase at the market rate, which is in this case is 10%. So that's a cost savings to our, 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 our homeowners. We encourage everyone to get homestead exemption. Uh, what it does also, there's a lot of, as, as you know as an attorney, there's a lot of protections under homestead. Um, which, which we can go into later. Yeah. And then so the homestead exemption, maybe I buy my house in September, October. Is there a certain time period where I have to apply for it for it to account for the next year? March 31st. Okay. March 31st is that date. If you have extenuating circumstances, we will take a, a, a late filing, uh, but they have to be extenuating circumstances. How do you feel about customer service in the, or at the uh, property appraiser's office? And let me preface this by saying, you know, it's always a joke. Oh, I've got to go get my license renewed, that sort of thing. How do you guys treat customer service down at your office? So that was my first mandate uh, when I got elected in 2012, is that we will change the way we do business in government. Um, and it was a hard sell for people who had been in government for a long time, employees. Uh, but once we show them the benefits of customer service and they started getting the feedback from the customers, um, they bought in. And I've got an amazing staff. We essentially poll everyone we deal with. Uh, and we have a success rate of 99.9% satisfied customers, unheard of in private sector, let alone government. So customer service is paramount. 
Uh, we don't call our taxpayers taxpayers when they come. We treat them as customers. We call them customers. Uh, and we treat, treat them with skill, care, and diligence. We treat them as though they're family. We value their time. The average time at the property appraises office wait time in the lobby is one minute and a half. Wow. If you call our phone, uh, the longest you should be on hold is 30 seconds. And, uh, and I, I get a report every week from my directors and managers and ensure uh, that customers are treated well. Uh, I, I implore every uh, taxpayer that comes to Orange County that, you know, my I have an open door policy. Call me if somebody's giving you, uh, you're not getting the right answers. Let's say I do get that letter from the property appraiser's office and it, it shows a value assigned to my house. And I just think it's too high. You know, I think that there was a mistake made or, or maybe there's some sort of issue on the square footage or whatever. Do I have any sort of recourse? Is there any way I can fight that? Absolutely. So first thing I do, I implore you to understand. Uh, firstly, that, that notice that this is not a bill, so it's never a tax bill from us. We don't send out tax bills. The tax collector send it out. But secondly, it says this is not a bill, and it'll give you a proposed value of what uh, we think your property is worth and what we're getting ready to uh, send to, to the tax roll to be certified. You have a 30-day period to call us. You have a 30-day period to come to our office uh, and just engage us. If you disagree with the value, there's a reason for that. Uh, and understand our process. Uh, if you understand our process, then you might understand the value. We may never agree, but I want you to understand the process. Uh, what I encourage you to do is tell us about the things you've done in the house. Tell us about the situations that we may not know. Again, I go back to saying no one knows their home better than the homeowner. Uh, so, and I, and I, I, I uh, relay that to our staff. So always listen to the taxpayers. Always ensure that we get everything accurate and, and try to do the best job possible. Understand, we don't have a, a dog in this fight whether your home is assessed at $100 or a $1 million. We just need to get it right and ensure that there's uh, fairness and equity. I think a lot of people don't understand that the uh, Orange County property appraiser is an elected position. It is an elected and, and position. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, next year is an election year for next you, Next year it? is an election year. We're in the presidential cycle, so we'll be up there uh, beating the pavement, shaking hands, and meeting the taxpayers. A any official announcement yet that we're running again? Not Are we yet, still holding not off on yet. that? We're still holding off. Still holding off well, on that. You're doing a fantastic job. You well, know how you I feel so about much. you. And, thank uh, you. If, look, when 2020 comes around, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to vote Rick Singh again oh, for Orange County so property appraiser. You're going to stick around for the real estate roundtable, right? Oh, we'll do it. All right. We'll be right back with you. Now, speaking of values, I'm going to bring out a very good friend of mine, too. Manny Barrios is here. He's a broker associate with EXP. Manny, welcome to the show. How are you, Thank sir? Thank you for having me. First of all, i got to ask you about this EXP. Everyone's talking about EXP. Everyone used to work at Keller Williams. Now they're moving over to EXP. What is all of this hubbub about EXP Realty? The company is uh, basically changed the mentality how the uh, real estate brokerage you know go. Uh, put that system you know upside down. Put it the agent as a owner of the property, the the company basically. Uh, the every one of the agents in the company is a shareholder and have a part in the company, and then and all the profits in the company is distributed and you know and the agents uh, around there. We were, we were talking about value a little bit before, and one of the things I think you have to be careful as uh, at, when you're working in real estate is you go in for the listing appointment, right? So if someone wants to sell their home, they call you, and, and obviously you want to get the deal. You know, you want them to list their house with you, but sometimes, believe it or not, sellers might think their house is worth way more than it actually is. How do you really manage expectations when you go to that listing appointment? Uh, basically, we have to be prepared, you know, know uh, the neighborhood, being a neighborhood expert. You know, when you go there, know what you go talking, you know, you're going to be talking about with the client. And then, you know, 
bring the comparables. Why the house sell for more money? You know, why your house, you know, uh, may worth more or less than the neighbor's house? You know, and then may they understand, you know, educate the, the clients, you know, uh, in what direction it's going, you know. Yeah, and you, I think you also have to tell them, and, and what do we do in this situation? Let's say that someone comes in and makes an offer on a house that you're listing for $300,000, right? And the buyer's getting a mortgage, and the buyer's mortgage company comes back and does an appraisal, and they say, look, house is only worth $270,000. i am only lending two seventy. What do you do in that position as the listing agent? Well, as a listing agent, I always set the expectations on front. You know, I bring all these scenarios to the table and the presentation. You know, I say this is going to happen. We can lease the property in five hundred thousand, but the value is going to be, you know, what the value is. The lender is not going to give you any more money than the value of the property. So my, you know, this is my proposal price, and this is that the price that the you know the comparables are selling for. When you're talking to someone who's selling their home, let's use a $300,000 number again. What percentage do you normally have them get prepared for to go towards closing costs of that 300000 It just depends where's the location. You know, sometimes you have, um, in the area where I work, my farm, you know, uh, as uh, in transition for be uh, for uh, investors, you know, uh, you know uh, renting the properties at short-term rentals, to uh, first-time home buyers, you know, you gave a little more money, uh, a little more house for your money. Mm-hmm. So, and that point now in that transition, when you're going to have a first-time home buyer, they need as much help as they can. And then that three percent to the closing cost is always coming to the conversation. I know you do a lot of work, and we're going to show a couple of your listings here in a minute down in Champions Gate. This is sort of that Four Corners area, right? Yes. What counties are involved in this Four Corners? Well, it's uh, Paul County, uh, Lake County. Orange County and Osceola County, all four. And how are the values down there as compared to, say, Orlando or Dr. Phillips or Lake Mary? Uh, I would say, yeah, it's about 10 to 20 percent, you know, under the value of the any property, you know. Yeah. Same house you can find in, in, that you find in Orlando, you're going to find it in four corners. So 10 to 20 percent under that price. How's traffic down there? Uh, well, it's uh, working on it. <laughs> yes, uh, the 417, 429, and uh, that area there is uh, a little conge- congestion right now. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's been approved already, a uh, connector for the 429. So it's like that one to help. Well, let's check out a couple of your properties down there. Manny Barrios. Let's, uh, Phil, let's look at uh, Guilford Point. This is down at Champions Gate, right? Yes. And what yes. county is Champions Gate? Uh, well, Champions Gate is in Osceola County. It's Osceola, okay. okay. Uh, Tell me about this property here. Okay, 13, uh, that's 1313 Guildford. Okay, it's a townhome, uh, uh, it's a uh, 2400 square feet, three bedrooms, two bathrooms. Uh, when, uh, the appealing of these properties is they have the master uh, bedroom downstairs. You know, and it's a, a property that is, uh, have a lot of buildings, you know, they have the, the granite, it's, you know, it's coming all the, the, the it's a standard. Uh, there, um, the uh, second floor have uh, two bedrooms, and then those bedrooms uh, have a, a bathroom disconnected. So What's the price Jack point on this one? And this one is going to go in the market for a two eighty nine. Two eighty nine. All right, that's not so bad. I mean, what would that cost you in Dr. Phillips? Uh, that one uh, about. 
370. Okay, so a lot of bang for your buck down there. Now, is Champions Gate, I mean, is this vacation rental type stuff, or is it people who are living here? Yes, they live there. Okay. Uh, they are now uh, moving. You know, uh, the owners are moving out of town, so that's what they're moving. They love the community, but, you know, they they decide to move to another, another state. For some reason, I thought that Champions Gate was mostly vacation rentals, but people were actually living down there. Yes. Okay, yes. good deal. All right, I know you have another one here to show us down on Sardinia Court, also in Champions Gate. Yes. Tell me a little bit about this property. Yes, this one is uh, as well. I mean, same layout, basically, is uh, 2,400 square feet. This one's a little closer to the clubhouse. I have a little uh, party green in the back, in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, so you are a, a goal enthusiast, then you can go every morning and then you practice, you, you know, you uh, partying there. Yep. Um, 2,400 square feet, three bedroom, two bathroom with a loft. Uh, is uh, this house actually uh, is uh, that was uh, the model for the builder? You know when they so they have a, a couple little mm. upgrades here and there. They made the house different than any other in the neighborhood. Got it, Manny Barrios. If you have any questions or you'd like to see either of these two properties, call us right now four zero seven two zero five zero four zero zero. We'll also put these on the website youhavepower.com. It's y-o-u-havepower.com. Thank you for being here, Manny. And now, without further ado, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Real Estate Roundtable. If you have any questions for us throughout the week, go to youhavepower.com and you can ask me questions right there. And we just might address them right here next week on You Have Real Estate. All right, let's go to Sophia in Lake Mary. I don't agree with my property of value. When do I dispute the value? So firstly, I, you have 30 days once you get your truth in millage notice uh, to come talk to your property appraiser. Uh, so I, incur I encourage you to go in and speak to the property appraiser or call them and, and try to get a uh, mitigation process and come to a resolution. Uh, if that does not happen, then you have, after that 30 days, you have notice to uh, file a petition with the Value Adjustment Board. Uh, that is a quasi-judicial system where you go and present your case, uh, present your case as to why you disagree with the value. The property appraiser will go in uh, and uh, present their case and and that decision ultimately is rendered by as a special magistrate. And then ultimately, the court system is there for you to, to utilize. Let's say that I have a case. You know, I'm a lawyer, of course, Rick. So let's say I have a case in circuit court and I appeal the judge's ruling. I, I always think that the judge kind of gets mad at me. Yes. Do you get mad at people when they, when they appeal the uh, value? Absolutely not. Oh. We don't have a dog in the fight. We understand uh, that it's a matter of principle. We understand uh, that, you know, we are... Uh, we're not emotional about this. This is business. Got it. All right, let's go to Maria in Titusville. This question's for both of you. How accurate is Zillow, Manny? Well, uh, it's interesting. If you uh, read the small print and the bottom of the estimate, they indicate that they are 33% of the times accurate. <laughs> you know, so it's like... You can make a lot of money if you're a Major League Baseball player at 33%, yeah. but other yeah. than that... Yeah, one of the things with Zillow is, uh, you know, Zillow doesn't take into consideration uh, something that's outside a sub uh, subdivision. You could be Alworth, a very prestigious gated community, and you could have a sale outside of Alworth. Zillow doesn't really factor that in. 
Uh, so again, you know, knowing the local market, having boots on the ground is paramount. I got you. All right. Danny in Port Orange says, I hear that the property appraiser website averages 75% of the actual value. Is that true? That is absolutely not true. Uh, we are 100% in market value, and each uh, uh, property is uh, assessed according to its exemption. So it's absolutely not true. Got it. Ray and Eustace, how do you see values of properties in Central Florida over the next three years? Manny? The needle is just pushing up. You know, I think uh, in the last years, the values of the properties being up uh, up to 10 to 15 percent. You know. Yeah, so to give you perspective, uh, in 2012, when I first got elected, the tax roll was $110 billion. Uh, last week, we just signed a tax roll uh, for $206 billion. Now, I've noticed there are some uh, sectors in the market that's a little stagnated. Mm -hmm. uh, homes, 800000 to 800000 and above, uh, especially in some areas like Keens Point or Alworth. They're a little uh, suppressed, a little slow moving. Uh, but absent of that, this market is on fire. Yeah. What are you seeing with new construction out there? Are you still seeing a ton of it? A lot, of, a lot of new construction, a lot of new construction in the pipeline. Right. So there's a, yeah, that the market is definitely on fire. As the property appraiser, how do you address new construction homes? I mean, how do you, how do you value them? So we value them utilizing the cost approach uh, to, to new construction. And we also have market data. Understand your property appraisers are the largest collector of data. So we have a lot of data to utilize traditional me methods of appraising. Gotcha. Rudy in Claremont says, how does my house value affect the cost of my taxes and insurance? I'll let you address the tax part of it, Rick. So again, your house value is determined, again, a market value. Uh, then if you have exemptions, we'll get you a taxable value. Uh, once that value is determined, that value is sent to your local uh, municipalities to apply a millage rate. Uh, that's a factor for uh, cost of doing business and living in this county, uh, public sector cost, uh, and that's applied. And that's essentially where your taxes derive from. Gotcha. And I know that you said you're just setting the values. You're not collecting taxes at all. Who, who's in charge of that? So that's our, our tax collector in uh, Seminole County is Mr. Greenberg in Orange County is Mr. Randolph. Gotcha. And do the constitutional officers, I mean, do you guys work together? I mean, are there meetings and things to where we, we all make sure everything's going well? How does Absolutely. It we'll uh, get together. Uh, get together. I try to have a constitutional luncheon uh, and talk shop. Uh, so we'll try to get all the constitutional officers together. Uh, each one of us are extremely busy, so it's a difficult task. So once or twice a year, we'll get together and, and discuss business. How many employees does it take to run the Orange County Property Appraiser's Office? Two or three, right? So uh, <laughs> uh, maybe four. Yeah. Uh, so when I took office, we had about 150. Today what? we're down to 145, I believe. Wow. Uh, but again, the tax roll has gone from 110 billion to 206 billion. So how do we do it? We leverage technology. Uh, we we do a tremendous amount of training and hire the right people for the right job. I mean, so you've increased the tax roll by 100 billion dollars essentially, yes. but you've actually decreased employees. How in the world have you done it? Leveraging technology, understanding the business. Uh, it's very, you know, I, I ran in 2012 with a slogan to be the. Uh, it's impossible to be the property appraiser without having intimate appraisal knowledge. Yeah. So having that intimate appraisal knowledge is paramount. Gotcha. All right, Christian in Melbourne says, "I'm selling my home, and the buyer's appraisal came in low. What should I do as the seller?" Well, uh, it's also, you know, always a room for negotiation. You know, you got to go back. It's numbers. It's 
uh, you have to you know, see what you want to do. You want to accomplish the sale of the property, trying to reach into an agreement and see that all parties are happy. That's, at the end, that's the major thing in the negotiation. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, if you draw a line in the sand as a seller, say, oh, no, I'm getting my 300 I'm not taking 270 you risk it happening again and again and again. So all of a sudden now you can't even sell your house because every appraisal comes in at 270, right? Yes, especially if you're using uh, an FHA loan, you know, that is going to be attached to the property. The next FHA buyer is going to use the same appraisal. So it's going to you're going to have the same problem again. So I, I often say, you know, communication is key here. Let your appraiser know the comparables you're looking at uh, and why you're looking at them. So this is an opportunity for the realtor to get involved and advocate for his client. Uh, and and again, you determine the value to put that uh, and negotiate it with the seller to put that value on the MLS or list it. So you've got to have substance to, to substantiate why you got that value. Share that information with your appraiser. Your sure. appraisers should be open to accept this type of information. Beautiful. Rick Singh is your Orange County property appraiser. I hope for many more years. Vote for this guy, ladies uh -huh. and gentlemen. Rick, thanks for being here today. Buddy. Thank you so much. It's Always a pleasure. pleasure to see you. Manny Barrios is with exp realty if you have any questions about his listings give us a call as well 407-205-0400 gentlemen thank you for being here you come back anytime but most importantly thank you for joining me today if you have any questions whatsoever 407-205-0400 we have mortgage people and real estate people standing by to answer any questions that you have. I'm attorney Justin Clark. I'll see you right back here next week for another edition of You Have Real Estate.